Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Did you hear that? The sound of rock cracking. That's the first time of the new year, 2020, the new decade. Will it be the decade of the new roaring 20s? Who knows? Who knows? What What do we know? Well, we know in the first few days of 2020, we have seen some rocks cracking again. Donald Trump is doing things that have excited wall street on the first day of trading and january 2nd there was a surge in the stock market trying to take off where it left from last year was a just a record-setting year 2019 as far as stocks go and then on january 3rd uh, the market went down because why well there was a danger in the air because the uh terrorist kasim Soleimani. The, he was the uh, premier general of the Quds force of Iran. Well, he was in Baghdad. What was he doing in Baghdad? Talking to some bad guys. Hey, and guess what? It was some of the, some of the Iranian-backed groups and militias who had stormed into the American embassy compound and destroyed parts of that. And the week before... The, they had uh, killed an American contractor there in Iraq. So Donald Trump pretty much laid a red line down. You don't mess with American citizens. You don't kill American citizens without paying a price. So that that has put the world on edge as we're recording this. Iran has said they are going to come back and with a very crushing blow to America. And troops are on alert. We got Democrats and Republicans praising the death of uh, Soleimani. But they, uh, some of the Democrats are crying foul because they weren't included in the, the decision. Some of the congressional leaders. And at the same time, we have uh, many pundits talking about all the things that Donald Trump is doing wrong. And, and wondering what is he leading us to war. And that is something we're going to play some clips from the Lou Dobbs show on Fox News. Also, we're going to play some clips that at the end of the show that you're not going to hear anywhere else unless you go to YouTube. You're not going to hear on any mainstream media. I doubt you'd even hear on Fox News. But before Donald Trump kicked off his uh, Evangelicals for Trump event in Miami on January the 3rd, he before it kicked off paula white uh pastor paula white donald trump has known for years and i remember i was there at the republican national convention when she uh, led the, the convention in prayer but she brought uh eight people onto the stage and different 
pastors or two or three of them would pray for the president they all held their uh, hands and and uh and and placed their hand on president trump and prayed over him and for him and that's something that the mainstream media is not going to show you and one of those eight leaders was alveda king a friend of this program that uh, helped write the book with uh, yours truly doc holiday and dr alex mcfarland and you can order that book we tell you about it some of you still haven't ordered it so if you don't have it i'll tell you it's called bedrock truth but dr alveda king has been on stage many times with president trump and prayed with him and is an important uh person that's uh able to uh, talk to the president of course it's about uh civil rights for the unborn is what uh, uh, alveda king works with in and along with many other things but i just want to let you know we are going to play that clip at the end of this show but it goes about four or five minutes and I know not everybody listening to this show will agree with everything that's prayed or said, but I will say for our Jewish friends, I know Dennis Prager was a conservative Jew that has a, uh, we talked about a movie he had out talking about free speech in America that's out now that you can see. And But Dennis Prager said he's a big supporter of Christianity because he knows how important it is for the nation to have strong moral values and so as you hear the prayers at the end of the show and a lot of i think most of them say they pray in the name of jesus these are christians evangelical so they're going to pray their prayers to be heard and and so therefore they will pray in the name of jesus and so so if you're not familiar with that uh it's interesting to see I, president trump's the first president i know that publicly allows himself to be prayed upon prayed uh by people holding their hands around no other presidents have but this is something where he publicly wants it to be seen and see people praying for him publicly so uh it's very interesting to hear the prayer so you won't hear it hardly anywhere else you can try to get it on youtube but we're going to play it at the end of the show today. And I just have to tell you, 2020 has begun. And where it goes, nobody knows. Uh, it is an election year. President of the United States. And not only an election year, it's an impeachment trial year. Supposedly, but uh, there won't be an impeachment trial in the U.S. Senate until Nancy Pelosi the Speaker of the House sends the articles of impeachment over. She's holding them up. Is that a good thing? A bad thing? They keep waiting. They want more. Uh, they want more witnesses. They want witnesses to be at the uh, impeachment trial in the Senate, and she wants to know exactly how it's going to be conducted before she'll send over the articles of impeachment. Well, is she trying to influence what goes on in the Senate? I think she is, and she has no constitutional right. Now she. Uh, put together a very unfair process of impeachment in the House, and that's her. Uh, she's able to do that. Democrats have control. It's unfair. And I think it's American people can say how unfair it was to the president, him not being able to call witnesses, not having representation, and so much of it been done in secret down in the basement of the Capitol. And yet, through it all, Nancy Pelosi, she constitutionally says she has the right to run it how she wants to, giving it to uh, the Intelligence Committee and, and the shifty shift 
instead of uh, going straight to the Judicial Committee. And uh, Representative Nadler probably is so uh, uh, just fumbles the football so much that they didn't want to trust him with it all. So I just have to say, as far as watching it, I think the American people know a kangaroo, a kangaroo court when they see it, and that's what uh, the House was. But Nancy Pelosi had the power, and she ran roughshod over everybody and all the Republicans. They did not even get a day of minority witnesses. So uh, the majority really crammed it down the throat of the minority. And now she wants to control what the Senate does, which is very, very unconstitutional. She can do what she wants to in the House. She has the power, even though it's very unfair. She's had a horrible process. And I think the American people know it stinks to high heaven the way they ran it. Uh, railroaded everything through in the house and they said it had to be done in a hurry and they got in a hurry now <laughs> it is such a sham that they're wanting to get more witness in to beef up their uh, case because it's a pitiful case but that's what's going on in 2020 sometime in 2020 we don't know when along with the democratic uh, primaries for president who's going to be the nominee of the democratic party to run against donald trump we don't know it's a lot of times in a presidential election year you know uh, pretty much who's going to win it at this time you don't always know but you got a good a good hunch i don't have a good hunch it could be bernie sanders it could be joe biden it could be uh elizabeth warren it, Michael Bloomberg, the multi-billionaire, $50 billion or more is what his net worth is. And, you know, he could pour in one-fiftieth and still blow everybody out of the water. You know, a billion dollars in an election. And he's pretty much already run through probably a couple hundred million, some people are saying. So what will that do? What will that do? And and then you've got uh, Pete uh, Buda Edge, Buda Edge Edge. And uh, uh, Mayor Pete, he may be picking up steam. He's young, and and there's a lot of people in the Democratic Party want to see him and his uh, his uh, husband be the first House husband in the White House, I guess. And and so that that is something that he's getting money somewhere for uh, some reason that uh, most mayors would never get. So we have to see how that how he appeals to the overall Democratic voter, and. There's one clip that uh, let me play it for you when we talk about voting. Uh, it was in the evangelical uh, rally for Trump, and there was a young uh, evangelist talking about her and her husband helping people, and, and she was talking about voting. She's African-American, but she had this to say about what she's learned about voting. Take a listen. And within usually about two to three um, days out of the month, I'll hear from the White House. How are you doing, um, evangelists? Uh, do you need anything? How's things going? And you know what I tell people? I was like, don't judge the book by its cover because it's not what you think it is. And then what I don't like is for someone to tell me what I can do, who I can vote for. I was taught growing up that, that you get a piece of paper and they'll put down who you're supposed to vote for. And for a long time, I thought that this is the way life was, that you take this piece of paper and you go into this booth and you vote for the name that was given to you that was written down. But as I got more knowledge, as I got more older, 
and I got more wiser, I realized that that's not how you vote. That's right. That's not how you vote. Now, how many people across the country go in for a sheet of paper that they've been given to say, these are the people you have to vote for? Well, I hope 2020 is a new year, a new decade, a new way to vote for millions of American or Americans who have been given a piece of paper saying this is who you have to vote for. No, you don't. You're in the polling booth. Nobody will know how you vote. If they do, you need to turn them in and find out what a voting free election in America really is about. Uh, I didn't know, but but evidently that is a way of life for so many American citizens being given a sheet of paper saying this is the way you will vote. So let's blow that wide open. Let people know these are free elections in America. And if anybody gives you a piece of paper, just wad it up and throw it away and vote for who you know will be best for america now uh i do want to just take this time to remind you you're listening to doc holiday's rock splitting politics we got some clips we're going to play from the lou dobbs show and then uh i told you right at the end we're, we're going to play those prayers uh it'll run about three well four five minutes probably uh three or four people praying for the president and uh, Dr. Alveda King was on stage. And let me just take this time to remind you, it's uh, 2020, New Year. And if you don't have the book called Bedrock Truths, you can go right on the front page of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can see the book cover, Bedrock Truths. It was written by Dr. Ed Holliday. Yours truly right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And Dr. Alveda King, who's been on stage many times with President Trump. And Dr. Alex McFarlane. And we've had uh, Dr. King on the show before, and she's been a big influence on my life. And uh, I appreciate her as a friend and someone who I know prays for the president and gives advice and, and just prays for our president and, uh, and his ability to help secure the civil rights of the unborn, along with many other things. So uh, when people call President Trump racist, uh, and I had to talk to Alveda King one time and, and ask her, do you see any racism? Uh, and she absolutely does not, she, nor would she be there if she thought he was a racist. These are misconceptions, and I would direct any questions to Dr. Alveda King. And she told me, no, that uh, she has no feelings, no indications anyway in any way whatsoever that Donald Trump is racist is the way the media is trying to portray him. And this is the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And the King family, one of the best known families on the entire globe. And Dr. Alveda King is, uh, is, is there to pray and support the president and what he's doing for the unborn and, and what he's doing in many other ways to help of people in America of all skin colors. Now, uh, like I said, you can order the book, Bedrock Truths. Go right there on the uh, front page of uh, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We'll be glad to get that book out to you if you want to order that or get one for your friends and neighbors. You already have one. I'll tell people about this show. This is our show uh, that the first show of 2020, and I just have to tell you that. Uh, we're going to play this clip here from Lou Dobbs, but let me just say 
that we appreciate you kicking off your year listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. We're glad to have you put a new show up every week, every Monday morning. A new show goes up, and the other shows are in the archives. You can go back and listen to them. We do appreciate everyone listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and I appreciate you ordering a book. That helps keep us on the air. And I just want to say thank you and Happy New Year to everyone. Now, take a listen to this uh, Lou Dobbs show from last week. Trump tonight is wrapping up his first campaign event of this new year in Miami. The president looking to energize further his already enthusiastic base from the important evangelical community looking to bring as many as 25 million of them to the polls this year. At tonight's rally, the president announcing to the world that at his command, one of the most merciless and savage terrorists on earth was ordered killed by the U.S. military. Last night, at my direction, the United States military executed a flawless strike that terminated the terrorist ringleader responsible for gravely wounding and murdering thousands and thousands of people and hundreds and hundreds, at least, of Americans. Qasem Soleimani has been killed, and his bloody rampage is now forever gone. No one should mess with the idea of America or Americans. For more tonight, we turn to White House correspondent Kevin Cork. Before Lou uh, turns it over to Kevin, let me jump in here and let you know that uh, you heard the president in a very confident tone speaking to evangelicals in Miami uh, last week. And you have to say it was a good kickoff. A, a, a crowd that voted heavily for President Trump in 2016. But, you know, there's a lot of evangelicals who did not get behind Trump. They couldn't trust Trump. They didn't know how he would govern. They didn't think he could governed conservatively so a lot of them voted for a third party or voted or didn't get out and vote so will he be able to attract these new voters for trump everybody thought well all the evangelicals voted for trump nope that's not true because i know quite a few who uh, did not and were not willing to cast a vote for someone they thought would end up being a new york liberal so there's a lot of votes in the evangelical community that may go to Donald Trump on top of what he got it in 2016. How, how do we know? I don't know. But that's one reason he's rallying and uh, trying to put together a coalition of evangelicals for Donald J. Trump. But let, let's get back and let Kevin uh, on the Lou Dobbs show tell you a little more. We took action last night to stop a war. We did not take action to start a war. President Trump's bellow was as caustic as it was cautionary. Target Americans and you'll pay the ultimate price. Under my leadership, America's policy is unambiguous to terrorists who harm or intend to harm any American. We will find you. We will eliminate you. The president also signaled a willingness to make a deal with Iran, tweeting Iran has never won a war but never lost a negotiation. Earlier in the day on Twitter, he accused the Iranian terrorist of killing or badly wounding thousands of Americans. However, they insist his demise was long overdue and much, much needed. Lou? Kevin Cork reporting from the White House. 
Uh, joining us tonight, White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham. Uh, and Stephanie, good to have you with us. And uh, the president is to be congratulated, the administration uh, and the national security team in particular for uh, taking out uh, a man who was responsible for uh, hundreds and hundreds of American lives being lost in Iraq and the, and the spread of state-sponsored terrorism. Uh, from Iran. Uh, your thoughts tonight, the mood in the White House and within the administration. And just for the White House Press Secretary, uh, Stephanie, uh, gives her answer, let me just remind my viewers that Lou Dobbs on Fox Business News is a very avid uh, Trump supporter. And you can tell by his uh, tone that I think he, in, uh, he liked the way that President Trump showed some bold leadership in taking out the uh, uh, Qasem Soleimani and it is very uh, bold move so let's see what the press secretary of the White House had to say well, certainly it's it's a great day for our country because uh, because of the president's decisive actions, thousands more lives, American lives and other lives will be saved. You know, this man, this terrorist was brutal. And not only was he responsible for hundreds of deaths of Americans, but thousands of horrible injuries to Americans and others. And he wasn't going to start target, stop targeting Americans. So that's something to think about. Um, the president you know, he knew there was imminent danger. We had good intel that there was imminent danger and that Americans were going to be killed. And so he took the bold and oftentimes hard uh, action that he had to as president, knowing that he was going to save lives and um, save lives then and in the future, too. And to hear the Democrats, or at least uh, many of them, uh, tell it, uh, this was a, 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 an imposition on a stable world order in the Middle East uh, that uh, only President Trump seems to be able to, uh, uh, to affect. I, I mean, it's outrageous what I've heard today and in, uh, in, in the course of the morning uh, earlier from, from the Democratic leadership. I, it's as if they're completely unhinged. Well, they are. You know, I continue to be so disappointed by these Democrats. No matter what this president does, it is not good enough. The Democrats should be happy, along with the rest of this country, that American lives were saved. And instead, they're complaining that they weren't notified. You know, time is of the essence when things like this are going down. And the president does have constitutional authority to protect um, Americans um, when they are in danger. Uh, also, I would say that, you know, Schumer was complaining that he wasn't briefed. And then when he got briefed today, he was complaining that he, it wasn't good enough and, and he still had questions. They just continue to attack I think, this president. Um, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I think Chuck Schumer was born complaining uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't expect any uh, uh, quick uh, change in his behavior. Uh, it is also, I think, a good case could be built. It would be utterly irrational of the uh, Trump administration to uh, to brief the very people who are trying to unseat him, uh, remove him from power, uh, to overthrow his presidency, uh, and who have done everything in their power to uh, to do so. Uh, I mean, I, I just can't understand why a neutral voice in this, uh, say, in the national media, uh, isn't saying, what are the Democrats talking about? And why would they expect anything other than uh, to be uh, found untrustworthy by the president of the United States? Well, I'm going to say because there is no neutral voice in the media. The impeachment process, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell today standing up, uh, I, I thought, 
tall and and, and bold, uh, saying that Nancy Pelosi, uh, her time uh, on the stage of impeachment is ended. Yeah, absolutely. He did a, a really great job laying out the case of, you know, the process thus far, how unfair it was. And to be honest with you, Lou, after the events of the last 24 hours, I think this impeachment stuff just seems all the more silly and pathetic. In the time that this impeachment, you know, scam has been going on, the president has killed two terrorists in this world and again save thousands of lives so the impeachment scam it will continue it's really unfortunate uh, we have you know we think that she will turn the articles over we expect that there will be a trial in the senate we know that the president will be acquitted because he did absolutely nothing wrong you know they keep talking about all this new uh, evidence from a new york times story their emails that say the president wanted the aid to be withheld he has admitted that himself. He wanted to, to be withheld to make sure there was no corruption. So there's nothing there. And again, uh, sadly, in the last 24 hours, there are a lot yeah. bigger things happening in this world. And it's sad that this continues. Well, it is sad that that continues. And as you just heard on the Lou Dobbs uh, Fox Business show, that uh, this impeachment process, I think, looks uglier and messier and more unfair when the president makes bold leadership decisions. And the American people are going to have to be able to talk about that. And we're seeing Napoleon, we're seeing other things. But what a show, what the way to kick off the new year with a lot of certainty and uncertainty. Certain things are that Donald Trump's going to be throwing everything at him by the Democrats along with the world. And yet Donald J. Trump, as president of the United States, is really... Uh, helping put together an economy and a an administration that's getting things done unlike anything that we could ever imagine. Just think if the Democrats were helping him even one iota to help America. But now, I told you it, at the Evangelicals for Trump kickoff rally in Miami last week, just before the president spoke, some uh, evangelical leaders prayed with our president. And uh, they held their hands on him, prayed over him. And so you won't hear this on the mainstream media. So I wanted to put this together, let you hear how they prayed for our president. And I'll just say this way we'll end up our show. And I'll be glad to get to you next week with another new show that I don't have a clue of what's going to happen between now and uh, next week's show. And we'll just see, because rock splitting politics, this show that talks about what's going on, <laughs> there is always new rocks breaking. But take a listen to what the evangelicals did as they prayed for President Donald J. Trump. It is such an honor. This is one of the greatest men. And before we start out, we'd like to pray over him. And we know we are people of prayer. So will you stretch your hands and pass and President Trump? These are some of your greatest faith leaders. They would love to pray over you. Pastor Jensen's gonna start. Apostle Maldonado. And uh, we love you. Will everybody just stretch your hands towards the president before he gets up? Because we know that prayer makes a difference. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we thank you for this nation that was born in 1776. We pray in 2020 it would be born again. We pray for your spirit to move across our nation and we humble ourselves and we pray. We repent of personal sins, national sins, and we humbly ask you to bless our nation 
and to bless our president, Donald Trump. Lord, I thank you that America didn't need a preacher in the Oval Office. It did not need a professional politician in the Oval Office, but it needed a fighter and a champion for freedom. And Lord, that's exactly what we have. I thank you, Lord, that he doesn't claim to be perfect, but he is passionate. He's passionate for the, to stop the merciless killing of the unborn. He's passionate to raise people from poverty and six million have been moved from food stamps to the dignity of work. He is passionate, oh God, to see our Supreme Court filled with men and women who will stand for justice for all. And Lord, we thank you for all that you have begun. And now that you have begun it in our nation, in the middle, we pray that you would bless beginnings are wonderful endings are wonderful but in the middle we need your help in the middle of the race the runner needs his second win in the middle oh god of a battle the reinforcements need to come in so send your power in your presence to touch this president show him who you are show him your love show him the love of the people and lord do something so great in him and in this nation that the pundits on TV and the news anchors will be amazed at how great America is because God is great in America again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to stretch your hands toward him, please. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come before you, Lord. We present our president. We come together from all denominations, all races together, as the Bible says, to pray for those in authority. Father, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I pray for my president and our president. I pray for you to give him boldness. I pray, Father, for him to defy and challenge giants in the world and defy and challenge the enemies in this nation. Father, I pray for him and I raise them up in prayer. We come together in Jesus' mighty name. We believe we speak in his body. We pray healing. We pray restoration. We pray strength in his mind and his spirit all over his being. Be strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, we pray right now for the Holy Spirit to invade this place. For the Holy Spirit, for the presence to experience the presence of the living God. We pray for that resurrected power of Jesus Christ. For him to say Jesus is alive. Father I pray all of all this together. We come together and we pray we stand with him. And what he's doing. And Father we give you the praise. We give you the honor. And Father we give you the praise and honor. And we ask you Father that he can be the Cyrus. To bring reformation. To bring change into this nation. And all the nations of the earth will say, America is the greatest nation of the earth. Father, I thank you. Use him this time. 
release his power. I release the Holy Spirit upon his life for the Holy Spirit to strengthen him. His spirit, soul and body. And Father, I release wisdom from heaven. And I declare God that you use him to change the spiritual atmosphere of this nation. Father, I give you the praise and I give you the honor. In Jesus mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. And now as we stretch our hands, we secure your purpose. We secure your calling. Give him victory after victory. Victory after victory. We declare that no weapon formed against him will be able to prosper. And every demonic altar that has been erected against him will be torn down. We declare that he will rise high and he is seated in heavenly places. Surround him with people of prayer and let him walk out the will of God. In Jesus' name. And everybody shout it. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.